I want to preach a message to you this morning called Unmasked. Just say that with me, Unmasked. We're in a current cultural conversation about whether or not we should be wearing masks. And I can tell that the conversation does not have everyone on the same page today. <laughs> and today I don't want to talk about that because I'm not here to tell you what doctors and scientists and everyone else is already telling you. I want to talk about a much more important mask that we need to deal with. And it's the mask that we all wear. In fact, we've, we've been wearing these masks even before COVID-19 showed up. Uh, we, we have been a society that has used masks dating all the way back to the first book in the Bible in Genesis. And it's the masks we wear to try to hide what's really going on in our lives. What's really happening in your soul, in your heart, in your marriage, in your house. I'm talking about emotional masks, relational masks, spiritual masks. It's, it's the mask you put on when you come to church. How are you doing? Blessed and highly favored. What's really going on in your life? I'm doing super, naturally. <laughs> I'm blessed, not stressed, wearing my Sunday's best. Come on, somebody. And we, you know, we pretend like everything's fine when really there's stuff going on behind the mask. It's the mask you wear to work. It's the mask even some of you wear around your spouse to hide what's really going on. And look, healing cannot happen when we hide. When you stop hiding, God starts healing. When you take the mask off, that's when God can begin to do the real work in your life. And so I want to address the mask. Why do we wear it? How does the mask come? How do we take it off? And I hope you brought your Bibles because I'm about to drop some scripture bombs on you guys today. All right, go with me to Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12, verse one. And uh, yeah, you could shout if you want to. Jesus was talking to a crowd of people. And it says, by this time, the crowd had become so big, people were stepping on each other's toes. It was numbered into the thousands. In verse one, it says his primary concern in this moment was to speak to his disciples. There was a group of people. You know, it's crazy how there was a huge crowd there, but not everyone who was in the crowd was actually a disciple. There's people who come to church, but they're not really committed to Jesus. There's people who are here to see, you know, what's in it for me. I'm interested in the benefits, but I'm not interested in the commitments. I'm interested in what I can get out of God, not what God wants from me. And so Jesus was looking for a few devoted followers. Is there any devoted followers in the house today? There was people who came to hear Jesus just so they could get a free meal. Like they would come and they'd say, hey, he's passing out loaves and fishes again. Come on, he's multiplying the bread. And then there were some who came because he was the bread of life. And that was his disciples. And he turns to them and he says, watch yourselves. Watch yourselves, guys. Be careful that you don't get contaminated by the Pharisee's yeast. What did he mean? He wasn't talking about dough or bread. He was talking about the way they live. He said, be careful that you don't fall into the Pharisee phoniness, the phoniness, the fakeness. You can't keep your true self hidden forever. Before long, you will be exposed. You can't hide behind a religious mask forever. Sooner or later, the mask will slip and your true face will be known. I see your true colors shining. Come on, how many of y'all remember that song back in the day? <laughs> A few of us in the room. <laughs> I was having breakfast just this last week with a pastor and, 
in our city and we're at the same age. We both got little kids. We woke up really early to have breakfast and it was supposed to be 30 minutes long and it turned into this long breakfast. Both of our wives were calling us saying, you need to get home and help with all the kids. And so we're sitting there and, he's, and we started processing what's been going on. And I said, how are you doing? He said, man, I'm doing good. I said, no, how are you really doing? He said, well, how are you really doing? <laughs> I said, are we gonna go there? Are we, are we going to go there? He said, let's go there. All right. So we took off our pastor mask. Let's talk about what's really going on. And so he said, man, I've just been overwhelmed. I said, I feel you, man. I can't make anybody happy. You know, some people are happy this week because we're having church. Some people are mad because we're having church. Some people are happy because we're wearing masks. Some people are mad because we got masks. And it's like this constant game of trying. And so we started sharing. And he said, you know, it's interesting how this virus, this COVID-19 has exposed the true colors. And he said, as a, as a friend, as an outsider, I just think it's amazing that victory was already doing what it was doing before the virus. You guys were already feeding the hungry, but it's like it's exposed your church in such a beautiful way that you guys are relentless. You guys are such servants in the city. You guys are helping so many people. And I was like, man, praise God. And he said, but you know, there's an exposure on different levels too. It's exposed certain people's greed. It's exposed certain people's anger. It's exposed marriages. In fact, they said during COVID-19, divorce rates have skyrocketed. Abuse in homes has skyrocketed. Parents not knowing what to do with the kids who aren't in school and they're all around you and screaming at you. And, and, and it's exposed the true colors of hurts and angers and wounds and lies and things that we've been hiding from each other. And Jesus said, eventually the mask will fall. You can't whisper one thing in private and preach the opposite in public. The day is coming when these whispers will be repeated all over town. Jesus is coming back soon, church. And when he comes back, he could come back tonight. He could come back tomorrow. He could come back next week. When he comes back, he's coming back for authentic believers, not two-faced believers, not masked believers, not phony believers, not a church that, you know, is, hey, this is who we are on Sunday, but we're not like this Monday through Friday. He's coming back for the, the real you. In fact, they said in the last days, in, in the book of Revelation, it says in the last days, there will be a antichrist that will deceive all people. You know what a mask does? It, it covers it deceives. It hides things. It hides what's really going on. You can't tell whether I'm smiling or I'm frowning. You wouldn't even know. You can only see my eyes. I'm smiling. <laughs> but the mask can hide so many things. It can hide so many things. And I'm not talking about the COVID-19 mask. I'm talking about the masks that you don't see. Because you can even hide depression with a smile. How you doing, Paul? I'm good, man. I'm doing great. How's your marriage? Fine. Just like yours. I saw on Instagram. It's perfect, isn't it? <laughs> Haven't had a fight in years. Never had a fight. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We're perfect. <laughs> How's your kids? Perfect. How's yours? Perfect. <laughs> you know, we just hide. And God's like, I see it. I see what's really going on. In 2 Corinthians 11, Paul said, verse 13, there are false apostles, wolves in sheep's clothing, deceitful workers, transforming themselves to look like ministers of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself disguises himself. 
He is the ultimate mask wearer. In fact, he's the one who convinces us to wear the masks. He's like, get it, come on, come on, come on. Now, don't read into this message. Don't be like, I knew it was the devil. I'm not talking about any politician in our city or our state or our nation. I knew he was, the, no, it's not, he's not the antichrist, okay? I'm, <laughs> some of y'all already read into this sermon. You're like, I'm sending an email to the mayor right now. No, stop, stop. I'm not talking about our mayor, our governor, our president. It's getting real up in this house this morning. I'm talking about the masks we wear to try to hide what's really happening in our lives. Paul said there is a deceptive work that's only going to increase in the last days. There will be an, an increase of deception. You won't even be able to trust what people tell you. That's why you'll have to test every prophecy. You'll have to test every sermon. You'll have to line it up with the word of God. What does God's word say? Because deception is rampant in the last days. Fake news is everywhere. Fake speeches, phony politicians. We don't know who to trust. You could trust the word of God because this has no mask. It has no filter. It's the most authentic, sincere, raw word you can read. And there's people trying to burn these all over the world. There's people who want to get rid of this because it exposes things. The word of God searches and it exposes the motives of the heart. Paul says, be careful. Look, Matthew 23, Jesus says, do not do what the Pharisees do. Woe to the scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, he says. The word hypocrite was a word used in Greek theater before Jesus even showed up. The Greeks used to do productions and they had a big you know, theater stage and one actor would play up to six different parts. And they would call these actors hypocrites because they could play six different parts. And it wasn't a derogatory term. It was actually a compliment. You are so good at putting on a mask and pretending to be Lucy during that one scene. And then you take off the mask and you put on another mask. And now you're Sarah in this scene. And when you're around these people, you're this way. And when you're over around these people, you're this way. Jesus says hypocrites, phony, masks, whitewashed tombs. You look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, you're hiding greed and anger and adultery and lies and dishonesty. And Jesus says it's, it looks good on the outside, but the inside, the outwardly can appear righteous, but the inside is hypocrisy, hypocrisy. All right. One more scripture. And then I want to dive into what are we going to do about it? Second Corinthians four, verse two, Paul says this to the church in Corinth, since God has so generously let us in on what he's doing, we're not about to throw up our hands and walk off the job just because we run into occasional hard times. I want to stop right there. Church, we are walking through hard times. Let's be honest. 2020 is tough. It's probably the toughest year our world has faced in a long, long time. But we are not about to quit. We are not about to throw our hands up and walk off the job. We will, if, you're, if you're wondering what is victory going to do this week, we're going to have church this week. If we have to do it from the rooftop, if we have to do it in the parking lot, if we have to do it in different rooms, we're going to have church and we're going to be the church. We're not just going to have church. We're going to be the church. We're going to be feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, helping missionaries, helping the poor, helping those that are in need, helping single parent moms fix their cars on Saturdays. Yesterday we had multiple guys in our church serving in the parking lot, fixing cars for single parent moms. We're going to keep being the church. We're not about to quit just because times get tough. 
That's not who we are. So Paul tells the church, we're not throwing our hands up and walking off the job just because things are hard. And then he says this, and some of y'all about to circle this. He says, we refuse to wear masks. Y'all are like, I got my word right there. <laughs> no, no. Do, what, do what's been asked. We're honoring authority. We're never going to turn someone away in our church who doesn't wear a mask. And we're never going to turn someone away in our church who does wear a mask. Wear a mask if you want to. If you don't, you can still come to church. You can come in live, in person, or you can watch online. You're adults. You can make decisions for yourself. <laughs> Some of y'all don't like that I said that. The bottom line is this. We are called to be the church. We are not called to be policemen over each other. We're not called to be politicians over each other. We are called to love one another. The world will know you are my disciples by the way you love each other. Don't anyone discriminate against someone in this room. Don't discriminate against someone who has a mask. Don't discriminate against someone who doesn't have one. You don't know why they don't have one. And HIPAA laws allow them to not even have to tell you why they don't have one. Come on, it's about to get real up in this church today. So Paul says, let's go deeper though. He says, what we're talking about is not masks that protect us from a virus. We're talking about the masks that try to hide what's really going on in our hearts. He says, we're not gonna play games with you. We're not here to manipulate you. Who we are on stage is who we are off stage. There is no mask. What you see is what you get. We're not manipulators. If we say we're going to build a youth building, we're going to build it. If we say we're going to help the poor, we're going to do it. If we say we're going to feed more people, we're going to. We're not going to play games. We're not going to manipulate. We're not going to wear masks. We're not going to twist. We're not going to be one guy in church and another guy outside the church. Who you see me on Sunday is who I am on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's integrity. That's honesty. That's, that's sincerity. That's authenticity. That's taking the mask off. You know, I had this vision this last week while I was preparing the sermon, and I saw this vision of this man who went to a grocery store. And in the vision, he went to Whole Foods, and he, was, he spent $50 to buy two little things, because Whole Foods is so expensive. <laughs> and so he's got one bag with organic blueberries and some organic, I don't know, he's, got, he just, he's holding a bag. I saw in the vision. When I'm, when I'm preparing a sermon, God will often give me visions and dreams and thoughts. And I, I was saying, God, why am I seeing this? And he was wearing a mask. He leaves the store. And out in the parking lot is his wife in a minivan and, and his four daughters. He gets in the minivan, hands her the bag, and he doesn't take off the mask. He starts to, you know, he, he, he backs out of the parking lot. He starts driving, his daughters are talking, his wife's right there talking to him, and he keeps the mask on. And I said, why is he wearing a mask? I, I know when I read the mandate that you don't have to wear a mask around your own household, that you can take it off around your kids and your spouse. So I was saying, God, why is he wearing a mask? And I could just feel in my spirit, God said, pay attention to the mask, pay attention. So he gets home. They walk inside, he sets the grocery bag down on the counter, he's still wearing the mask in his house around his wife and his daughters. He walks into his, mask, his bedroom and then he still has the mask on, he finally goes into the bathroom, closes the door behind him, and now he's all by himself, he looks in the mirror. There's a lot of things you can hide here. You don't know what's really going on here. And finally he starts washing his hands and in the vision, I saw the man starting to cry. 
And he kept the sink running because he didn't want his wife to hear him. He didn't want his daughters to hear him. And he began to wash his face to try to get rid of the tears, but they just kept flowing. And I said, God, what does this mean? And I heard God say, he's crying because he's hiding what's really going on. His wife doesn't know. His daughters don't know. I said, what is he hiding? You can hide good things too. You can hide things that you don't have to hide. It's not just hiding sin. It could be hiding a health issue that you don't want anyone to know about. You can wear a turtleneck and cover up the lump on your neck. That sounds too close to home because I actually remember in September 10th, 2009, I got a phone call from my mom and she said, hey, Paul, come up here. Your brother and your sisters are up at St. John. I said, why? Your dad's up here. Who's he praying for? No, 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 your dad's up here. Who's he praying for? No, he's in the hospital. Why? He's healthy. He's 57 years old. He's fine. Just come up here, Paul. So I go up there. I said, Dad, what happened? Did you get bit by a dog? What's going on? And the nurse walks in and says, it's cancer. I said, what? What? I start crying. What's going on? And my dad said, well, I, I haven't shared this with you guys, but I've been walking in victory over something. I said, Dad, is it the thing on your neck? Because that's been there for about eight months. And you've been preaching with that. He said, yeah. I just didn't want you guys to worry about me. I said, Dad, I could have helped you. We could have helped you. I could have preached for you. I don't know if you could have preached for me, Paul. <laughs> okay. Mom could have preached for you. Why didn't you tell us? You know, I was, I was trying to take care of you guys in the church and interim president at ORU. I just didn't want anyone worrying about me. I didn't need anyone asking questions. I didn't want anyone's negativity. Why do we hide certain things? Why do we hide certain things? You can hide sin, but you can also hide depression. You can hide sickness. You can hide stress. In the vision, I saw this man, he was crying, and God said, it's not a sin, it's just stress. He's not hiding adultery. He's not hiding that he had an affair. He didn't. He's just hiding that he's stressed about the finances, and he doesn't know how to tell his wife that he's not sure if he's going to have a job next week, and he's so stressed about it, and he's weeping, and then he washes his face really quick, puts the mask back on, goes in the kitchen. Hey, how's everybody doing? Doing good, Dad? Good, good, good. Enjoy that Whole Foods. It cost me a lot. We can hide a lot of things. I remember my dad in the hospital, he apologized. He said, I'm sorry that I didn't tell you sooner. And I cried. I said, Dad, it's okay. It takes a lot of humility and courage for Pastor Billy Joe Doherty to apologize. And he did. And if he did, you can. He said, I'm sorry. I should have told you all sooner. I just didn't want you worrying. I said, Dad, it's okay. We're here for you. We're here to help you. We're here to help each other. Why is it that when we're young, we show each other our scars? Because we think it's cool. On the playground, I used to show my scars to everyone. And then when we get older, we stop showing our wounds. 
We don't want anyone to know what's really going on. And yet Jesus models for us transparency when Thomas says, I don't believe it's you. Jesus says, you don't believe it's me? Look, I'll show you where they speared me. I'll show you what I've walked through. I'll show you the nail marks. In fact, I have Band-Aids right now because last night I got into a moped accident and I I hurt myself really bad. There's the picture. And um, it was painful. I'm not going to lie. It's painful right now preaching to you on this stage because what you don't see is the purple bruise right here on my hip. (laughs) We can hide things with our clothes and with our band-aids and our masks. Last night I was, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I got into a little accident and I was laying on the side of the road and I was like, I was down on the road and I was like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. When I speak your name, no, <laughs> Jesus. Hey, at least I wasn't cussing. I was thinking about it though. I really wanted to cuss. Don't act like I'm some superhuman. I'm not. I'm a human just like you. We all, we all get tempted sometimes to say bad words. Don't put me on a pedestal. I think that's why we wear masks sometimes. Because people put us on a pedestal. Or we put ourselves on a pedestal. We don't want anyone to know that we're tempted. We don't want anyone to know that we cussed or we thought about it. We don't want anyone to know the anger outburst that happened on the way to church. And so while we're in the parking lot, we turn around in the minivan. Everybody put your masks on now. Don't tell anyone about what just happened. (laughs) Pinching our kids in the back as they're walking into church like a gun to their back. Don't tell the children's church pastor that we need prayer. Don't even say an unspoken prayer request. We don't want anyone to know. (laughs) Get your mask on, son. So I was on the side of the road last night and I'm, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding, I'm in pain. And this guy pulls his truck up. He goes, what the blank happened to you, man? And I go, <laughs> I love Oklahoma. He's in his truck. I go, man, I got hurt. He goes, you gonna be okay? I was like, no, I'm not gonna be okay. But someday I will be okay. It's okay to not be okay at church. It's okay to not be okay. Just don't stay that way. And the only way you don't stay that way is when you actually admit you're not okay. You don't get better by living in denial. You don't get help from your family when you won't admit that there's something on your neck, something that the doctor needs to look at, when there's something on your chest, when there's something hidden. We only get healed when we stop hiding. Why do we wear masks? Number one, I think we wear masks because we want to be accepted. Acceptance is huge in our culture. We would rather be accepted than be honest. And so we live for this approval of man. We want to be accepted at church, at work. So we hide what's really going on. Number two, I think it's because of fear. This happened in the Garden of Eden. Mask wearing started with Adam and Eve. When Adam and Eve sinned, what did they do? They started sowing fig leaves and covering themselves to try to hide. 
I asked Pastor Ty what he thought about the sermon. He said, I always tell people in our discipleship class, take off your mask and go ahead and take out the second mask that you brought as a backup mask and get rid of both of them so we can really deal with the issues. Issues. Issue. The issue. It's you. It's not her. It's not him. It's your issue. So you got to take off the mask. Fear keeps us in this place of keep wearing masks. Adam and Eve were afraid that God was going to reject them, so they covered themselves. They hid themselves. Mask wearing started way before COVID-19. It doesn't just happen on Halloween. For some of you, it's been happening for 80 years. Mask wearing has become so comfortable, you don't even know who you are without that mask. We don't know the real you because you've been hiding it for so long. And it's time to come out of hiding. Number three, people wear masks because they don't like who they are. This happened with Jacob in the Bible. Jacob was the grandson of Abraham, the son of Isaac. We've heard maybe you, if you've been in church, you've maybe heard the phrase, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jacob, his name actually meant trickster, deceiver. He was good at covering up, covering up things, covering up things. You can wear your hair a certain way. You can put on makeup. You can cover up certain things. You can hide behind your house and hide behind your money and hide behind your car and hide behind your fashion. You can hide behind your spouse. You can hide behind your kids. That's what Jacob did. He put all this stuff in front of him. But inwardly, he was deceiving everyone. He was, he was tricking everyone, even himself, but he couldn't trick God. And it all started because he listened to a lie from the enemy that he wasn't good enough, that he had to be like his brother in order to be accepted, that Esau was an outdoorsman. Jacob was a mama's boy. Jacob cooked in the kitchen. He, hang, he hung out with uh, Rachel all the time. And so, no, not, not Rachel, Rebecca. He hung out around Rebecca, his mother, and he loved Rachel. And so Jacob lived always wondering if his father loved his brother more than he loved him because his father loved the outdoorsiness of Esau. Esau was a hunter. He was always in the field, always outside. And so his mom said, you should be more like your older brother. If you would just wear a mask, if you could just make yourself look like your, your other, your brother, then you would be accepted and loved. And that lie got stuck in his head. Why do we wear masks? Because we listen to lies. Lies from the enemy that will never be good enough, will never be loved for who we really are, will never be accepted with our flaws. So we got to put up all the filters and we got to make sure on Instagram that everything has a filter. Everything's on social media. We got all the filters because if they saw the raw form, the raw picture, it would just not be good enough. And yet God says, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the raw you. I'm looking for the real you. I'm looking for all the flaws. No filters, no polish, no makeup, none of that stuff. I'm looking for you. And finally, Jacob has an encounter with God in Genesis 33 where he's all by himself and there's nothing to hide, nothing to hide behind, no cover-ups, no masks. And that night he wrestled with God and God changed his name to Israel. He went from being deceiver to being blessed. He wrestled with God to find out who he really was. But the thing I love about God is God later on, hundreds of years after Jacob has died, says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac. And he doesn't say Israel. He says, Jacob, I'm the God of the you that you didn't like before you became who I wanted you to be. 
I'm the God of the you with all your insecurities, all your issues, all your flaws, all your scars. God loves you. Come as you are. Come as you are. The mask develops when we accept labels, words that have been spoken over us, when we envy what other people have, when we carry pain and we don't deal with the pain, when we listen to those lies. So now let's talk about how to unmask. You know, when you read comic books or you watch some of these superhero movies, I remember the Dark Knight, the Batman movie, where the villain is saying, until you unmask, someone's going to get hurt. Someone will get hurt until you unmask. And so Bruce Wayne has to make the decision whether he will reveal and expose who he really is or whether he will allow all these people to get hurt. And in that moment, the superhero decides to take off the mask. Same thing with Spider-Man. All of them. There's like 15 Spider-Mans. <laughs> they all get to that point where if you keep that mask on, your girlfriend's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. Your uncle's going to get hurt until you take the mask off. And I just think maybe that's what God's saying to you today. Until you take the mask off, people are going to keep getting hurt. It's time to unmask. Now, don't read into the sermon. You could keep your COVID-19 mask on if you have it. I'm talking about the other mask. Number one, to remove the mask, you have to admit that you're wearing a mask. You can't remove something that you don't believe is there. You have to admit that something is off. Something is not right. You're hiding something from someone. You're hiding it from God. And you might say, well, I don't have to tell anyone. HIPAA laws allow me to keep it private to myself. So I'm not telling nobody about any of my business. All right. But maybe God needs to know. He already knows, but he just needs you to admit. Maybe your spouse needs to know. Maybe your, your dad needs to know. Maybe your son, maybe your sister, maybe your roommate, maybe your best friend. Because keeping all that to yourself is only causing more heartache in your life. It's only increasing the blood pressure. It's only increasing the stress. It's only increasing the burden that you weren't called to carry. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. When it's not light, it's not right. Come on, I'm, I'm rhyming for y'all right now. So to un, undo that burden, you have to admit there's a mask. 1 John 1 verse 8 says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, I, I, a couple weeks ago, I, uh, I called up this mentor of mine. He said, how are you doing, Paul? I said, man, I am just overwhelmed. <laughs> he said, welcome to the club. I said, does it get easier? He said, mm, yeah, but it's also going to be hard for a long time. I said, well, tell me about it, you know, and he's, he's in his 60s, and he was saying, here's the thing, Paul, you're, you're in your early 30s. You got four little ones at home under the age of six. You got the church, and we, as I started sharing with him, I said, you know, I felt like I had an adrenaline shot right when COVID started in March, and I had all this perseverance. We were doing rooftop revival. And then we were on Fox News. We were doing Easter outside in the parking lot, driving. And then we were doing a march in the streets in the first week of June. And I said, and now I feel like I'm in the grind. And he said, yep, that's the, that's the best. Just enjoying the grind of the middle. 
And he said, it's in that place right there. If you'll be honest with God, God can do his greatest work in the middle. He can do his greatest work. Stop asking for the spectacular. Just enjoy the sincere middle grind. And right there in that space, if you're honest, God can begin to do some great work and healing in your heart, in your life. So number one, you've got to admit that there's a mask there. Luke 18, Jesus said that there was two men that walked into the church. Two men that came into the temple, the house of the Lord. One man was a religious man. And he said, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like all the sinners. I thank you that I'm perfect. I thank you that I've got my family all uh, together. I, got, I thank you that everything's fine. And I'm not like this guy over here. And the other guy, he starts beating his chest. And he says, oh, God, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a bad man. And I need your help. And Jesus says, who do you think got God's attention? Who do you think got the mercy and the grace and the favor of God? The man who pretended that he wasn't sick or the man who knew he needed to be in the ER? Welcome to the ER. When you come to victory, this is a hospital for the hurting. And once you get healed, you become a nurse or a doctor. Welcome to the club. But we are here to bring healing. And God said, I didn't come for those who say they're healthy, I came for those who know they're sick. Number two, you've got to acknowledge, I've got to acknowledge my wrongdoings. To unmask, I have to acknowledge, confess, repent, hand the mask over to, to God and say, God, I've been a hypocrite. Lord, I need your help. I've been hiding it. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need your healing. I need your transformation. I need you to do something in my life. Number three, pray for strength. Read your Bible. Learn what God expects of you. Allow God to work in you even when it's painful. To unmask, you have to find out what does God want. He doesn't want perfection. He wants you to be honest. He's coming back for the honest you, the surrendered you. I want the keys to come out. And then fourthly, to unmask, you have to allow others to unmask and accept and love them right there with all their flaws so that you can expect the same from them. Allow people to take off their mask. This is a judgment-free zone. Whatever you're walking through, we're not, gonna we're not here to judge you. We're not here to condemn you. We're here to love you. That's God's job to do the judging and the healing and the changing. Our job is just to welcome. Come on in. Welcome to the house. Welcome to the family. Come as you are. I'm so glad my kids don't feel like they have to come across perfect to be my kids because they are definitely not perfect. And I still love him. This morning, Liam jumped in the bed right on my motor moped wounds. He says, Daddy, ah, oh, you just jumped right on the purple bruise and the scar. I'm sorry, Daddy. Can I snuggle with you? You know, I was like, yes, it's fine. He knows he has an open invitation into and that may not be the right thing, actually. <laughs> but he does have an open invitation into our room, unless it's locked. Thank you, Jesus, for the lock button. You know what I'm talking about. Come on, Jesus. I'm about to go home right now. Ashley, get it ready. <laughs> we might have to edit this whole sermon. All right. When you stop hiding, God can start healing. I'm getting excited. Let's dis dismiss the service right now. <laughs> when you stop hiding, God can start healing. When you take off the mask, the isolation stops and real relationships can thrive. A marriage can only thrive with honesty. 
best friends can only thrive. Relationships can only thrive when there's honesty, when there's sincerity, when there's no hiding, there's no covering, when there's a real openness. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 says two are better than one. Here's the thing with masks. Masks keep us all by ourselves in isolation. But when you take it off, you start to discover community, relationships. You start connecting with each other. And when you take the mask off, I want to end today with just sharing a few last thoughts. When you, when you take off the mask, number one, we move from unhealthy denial into true surrender. Stop living in denial. Start living in surrender. Surrender is an invitation to come as you are. Say, God, I've got some issues. And it may not even be sinful issues. It may just be, I've been hiding it. You already know. But I really need healing right now in my chest. I really need healing right now over here. There's... I've got some eczema right here and I just, I need you to heal it. I've been covering it. I don't want anyone to know about it. I've got warts down here. I've got, there's just things and I'm so insecure and I just, I want to stop living in denial and I want to start living in surrender. So God, will you come? It may not even be a sinful thing. It may just be a, a physical thing that you haven't wanted to talk about. See, when that woman walked towards Jesus with the issue of blood, she didn't care what anyone else thought. She had been to the doctors and the doctors couldn't fix her. For 12 years, she kept bleeding. Some of you have been bleeding for 12 years and you are desperate. You're moving from denial to desperation. And when you move into that role, that's, that's when you walk into your greatest days yet. The mask stops us from living our best days yet. When we take it off, we start living in healing. Number two, we move from weakness to strength by inviting God and others to help us. It is not weak to ask for help. You are not a weak dad to admit that you need your kids help. That was the thing when my dad was in the hospital and he was laying there. I said, dad, we're here to help you. He said, I just don't want you guys worrying about me. There's you got, you got your, you got your spouse, you got your kids, you got 3d, the church, you got all these other things. I said, dad, we are here to help you. And my mom, she knows. At some point, he just said, all right, I receive it. Can you massage my feet now? Because my feet really need a massage. So I start massaging. And it was my pleasure to serve my dad. But he had to allow himself to be served. Some of us have been refusing help because we don't want people to worry about us. And yet, once you take off the mask, your kids, your parents, your friends, God says, now I can help you because you're allowing me to do it. Number three. When we take off the mask, we set up the future generation for success. As long as your kids think you're perfect, they will never be able to attain the status that, that you have shown them. So every time they make a mistake, they're gonna feel like I'll never live up to my dad's shoes. I can never walk in my dad's shoes. When we were in the hospital, my dad, right before he passed, started sharing with me some of his, his things that he had never shared. I said, dad, why didn't you tell me this when I was a teenager? I just thought I failed the Darty family because I kissed a girl in high school and I thought none of the Darties had ever kissed before. He's like, oh yeah, I kissed. I was like, why didn't you talk about it? You know, there's things that he started sharing with me and we set future generations up for success when we tell them about our mistakes. When we're honest about, hey, we've not always been perfect. Things have not always been easy. Finances have not always been. I know we appear like we're the Joneses and we can keep up with the Joneses, but the reality is we got credit card debt that we're dealing with here and we need help. We need to check ourselves into Dave Ramsey's class, financial peace, and get some help. Number four, we start becoming who God's made us to be when we take off the mask. And that same process invites others to do the same as well. And number five, final point here, we start living in real freedom. 
and experience real acceptance with God. Will you stand to your feet all over this place? Do y'all receive that message today? I love you, church. Don't leave yet. I want to sing you a song. Is that okay? I'm just going to end with this song. It's about two minutes long, and then you can leave after that. We're going to pray out of this song, but I want to sing this for you because I think it might bring some healing to someone in the room. I was um, sitting at my house and I started thinking about this message and these words just started coming to me. So as I sing this, close your eyes and just hear this from God. These words just started flowing about his love for us. No matter what we've walked through, no matter what is behind that mask, he says, come. You love me just as I am, just as I am. You call me just as I am, just as I am. I'm not perfect. I'm not polished. No. I'm not filtered, just honest, honest. You want me just as I am, just as I am. Every part of me, every tear that I cry, every scar that I hide. You said, come broken, come empty, come without your filters, without your polish, just come honest, honest. Come as you are, come as you are. Come as you are, come as you are. No lying, no hiding, no running away. Oh, come weary, come empty, come naked, tired and broken as you are. He's coming as he is, so come as you are. No makeup, no hiding. Come honest, not polished, not flawless, just honest. He says, come as you are. And this morning, I want us just to close our eyes across this room. And maybe when I was describing that vision at the start of the sermon, maybe it was you. Maybe you just feel like you, you can't even share what you're dealing with. And it's not sin. It's just stress. It's just confusion. It's anxiety. It's the fear about tomorrow. And God says, I can handle that. I can handle that. You don't have to hide that. I can handle that. Maybe it's fear of past mistakes coming back up. Maybe it's shame 
regret from financial bad decisions. Maybe it's things that happened to you when you were little or maybe even things that happened to you last night. God says, I can handle that. I can handle that. Just come honest. Come as you are. No masks, no filters, no lying, no manipulating. Come as you are. God says, I can heal you. I can help you in that area. If that's you and you just need God's help, just raise your hand today across this room. Whatever area it is, financially, relationally, emotionally, in your house, your marriage. Maybe you just felt like you couldn't talk about it to anyone, but today you're saying, man, I, our marriage actually needs some help. There's just been an increase of stress. It's been weighing on us financially. Our relationship, my dad and I, we just, I need help. We need help. Yeah, all over this room. I need help with my health. There's been things I don't want to talk about, but my health could really use some healing right now. There's areas that I, don't, I haven't wanted to admit to my own family that I'm just, I've been feeling a lack of energy. I don't even know how to handle it. I can't work. I can't focus. I need help. I'm going to pray for you. But the second group I want to pray for is those of you that are here today and you say, Paul, I'm not right with God and I need to get right with God. I need spiritual help. I need to surrender to Jesus. I need to repent of sin, get things right with God. If that's you, raise your hand. Today's your day. If you're watching online, just say, I need to get right with God. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Anyone else? Yeah. Angels are going wild in heaven, rejoicing over one sinner who repents. Today is a great day in heaven when, when all of heaven sees just a freedom to say, that's me. Let's pray this together. Say, Jesus, I'm all yours. No more hiding. No more lying. Every part of me is yours. I need your help, God, and I receive your help. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. I repent. I acknowledge that I need you. And I receive your forgiveness, your salvation, your help, your healing. I'm all yours, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you, Victory.